Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning. Happy to have you here today. We have kind of an Ask Anything show today. That's kind of our Prairie Doc theme this week. We try to kind of focus in on different things each week. And this week is Ask Anything. So uh, we just want to invite all our listeners, if you have questions, um, to give us a call at 605-692-1430. We're going to cover a few different things. Um, We're going to be talking about that new Johnson & Johnson vaccine. We're going to be talking about influenza. Um, But if you have other questions, give us a call. Dr. Ellsworth is here, ready to to discuss those. Well, let's start, Dr. Ellsworth, by talking about um, vaccines here in Brookings and how that's going and what's coming up. Yeah, it's going well. You know, last, uh, let's see, was last Thursday was that that big event at the Swift Hell, the the, fir- the largest uh, mass vaccination event in the state thus far. So way to go, Brookings. Yes. You know, it took a lot of organization and planning, and I really heard a lot of great things from patients and volunteers that mm-hmm. were involved. And uh, so they did a thousand uh, people, and they'll do another. 600 or so, I believe, uh, here coming up on March 11th. Uh, So there's another opportunity. If you have not yet signed up to get your vaccine, um, there's going to be another opportunity coming up March 11th. And what are the requirements um, to be So for this particular event, Mm -hmm. the the requirement still is that 65 plus, age 65 plus. Okay. And uh, so, you know, maybe that might change if they still have openings or something. But for right now, that's what they're trying to get uh, uh, solved. Um, And so you can call 692-2811 from 8 to 5, uh, 692-2811 to get registered for that. Um, Or go to brookingshealth.org backslash P-O-D. Uh, that POD stands for point of dispensing. That's kind of the term used for this emergency ac- uh, activation of this. Uh, this these, they have plans for how to do this years in advance, and they normally don't have to use them. But right. now they, they're using it. And yeah. so using these resources and, the, and uh, volunteers to, to be able to do this. And so it's a uh, um, great, great thing for, for the community. You know, they have been... Uh, statewide, still opening up, relaxing some of the requirements for vaccines. And now I heard that it's going to be, you know, anyone with a chronic medical condition, with a single chronic medical condition. And so, you know, maybe you can get a vaccine then if you have diabetes or you have lung disease or uh, if you have heart disease, uh, cancer, so on. Um, if, uh, you know, maybe you can get, get contact a pharmacy and, and get it. Okay, so uh, that's coming up or that's now? It sounds like even that they opened it up now or at least next week. Anyway, okay. All right. um, and so I better <laughs> All right. check my sources. But, uh, yeah. uh, but that doesn't mean that 
the places with the vaccines are yet jumping into those categories. Okay. That's kind of as a whole for the state. They're allowed to if a place kind of used up all their other if people. their other people are covered. So, but, you okay. know, here we're still trying to get the 65 plus with this event. And okay. the clinic is still marching down based on age and medical conditions okay. of calling people. And so you can get your name on more than one list or contact more than one place. You know, in some ways it's a conglomeration and a little bit of patchwork. But on the other hand, it's just it's nice to have multiple ways of trying to reach people. Right. So if you're 65 plus, the easy way right now yeah. is to sign up for this event, um, which is March 11th. And you can sign up on the Brookings Health website, or you can call 605-692-2811. So if you're age 65 plus, go ahead and um, actively seek out that opportunity to sign up. I know the clinic has been calling people when the clinic has had vaccines available, but this is kind of different than that. So if you Correct. want, if you're 65 plus, go ahead and get yourself signed up and and don't feel bad if you're waiting for some other list or something. You can go ahead and get, go ahead and just sign up this. And if they end up calling you, say, yeah, actually, I'm signed up for March 11th, and that's okay. Okay, perfect. So that is great news. Well, it's time for us to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Dock Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605 692 1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We have kind of an Ask Anything show today, which it really always is. If you ever have a question, give us a call. But sometimes we kind of focus in on a topic. But if you have a question, give us a call at 605 692 1430. Before the break, we were talking about our upcoming vaccination event um, here in Brookings set for March 11th. So make sure you sign up for that if you're age 65 plus and still need a vaccine. Uh, we wanted to spend a little time talking more in general about vaccines. Um, we have the great news that there's another vaccine available to us now, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Dr. Ellsworth, what do we know about that vaccine? This vaccine um, works a little differently than the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, one biggest difference is that they only required one. You know, they studied it and saw if we gave a second one a month or two later, and it really didn't 
they didn't need it okay with the vaccine so that's nice um and so it just requires one shot um and uh and they're going to start sending them out i think as of today so okay uh the clinic um last i heard of Ver- we did, did not know how many we were going to get okay. yet mm-hmm. that's been true even with the other vaccines until fairly last minute so okay. it, that's you know been part of the part of the uh issue with knowing how many we can give out but uh um it's really exciting and uh, so we'll be able to reach more people with more vaccine um it u- uses a, a a virus vector so it uses a a weakened and inactivated adenovirus so common cold virus okay to help deliver it um so that that virus then has the instructions to make that spike protein of the coronavirus so that way then your body says hey this is this is this spike protein doesn't belong here this virus doesn't belong here and it builds immunity to the coronavirus spike protein to help fight it off when you if you come in contact with the real COVID-19 um and so um it's not a live virus it's not transmissible to other people it's not a brand new vaccine theory it's fairly new it hasn't been used on this scale yet but it has been used with Ebola. They were getting a good Ebola vaccine using this method. Okay. And Zika, they had been working on and doing tests on it before for that. So it's it's newer. But honestly, I remember reading about viral vectors and the plans to help deliver medications with viral vectors using a virus to help deliver a medication and vaccine 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they had been studying it even in the 1970s. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they, they, that's been around too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really uh, it always safe human trials. And even uh, the, that Ebola vaccine, they had studied and used it safely without any problems in pregnant women as well. So um, that uh, is, uh, is, is a great uh, uh, advancement here for us too. So who who is it safe to have get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Eighteen and older. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know of any other another okay. offhand. Um, the uh, you know once again it's going to follow the state plan for who can get vaccine. So not, it's not mm-hmm. like everyone eighteen and older can get it right now. It's going right. to fall under the same requirements. And I would just say get whichever vaccine is available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know there were some studies that showed it was what sixty six or something percent effective, but um, it's it's a little unfair to compare apples to apples. And it's not because it's only one shot. That's not why it's they rate it that, but because of the 44,000 people or whatever it was tested in, it was on a couple different continents, including South Africa, where that other variant was more predominant. Um, and so maybe there were a few more people got sick with it from that variant or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other vaccines, even though they, they're touted as 90, 95% effective, their populations were different. But these was tested on Americans, and on the American sample, it was much higher effectiveness. Okay. And it was quite high, uh, highly effective in preventing, um, and near and basically 100 percent on on hospitalizations and death. Okay. Which and it was very high on pre- preventing severe infections. Mm-hmm. Um, severe so illness. Severe illness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's the point. You know, we're not wearing masks and uh, and doing all these <laughs> things just to prevent 
a common cold. Mm -hmm. You know, so if this vaccine can prevent it from causing severe illness, then that's that's what we want. Right. We want you know, even people... if you end up still getting a, a minor cold, that's okay. But we don't want it to get people severely sick. Right. We don't so. want people ending up in the hospital or, or dying. Right. Right. So this is effective right. in um, preventing that yes. with one shot. With one shot. All yep. right. Yep. Very good. Um, anything else we should know about Johnson & Johnson? Um, if we, is there a reason we should pick one over the other or... Um, is it whatever vaccines available whatever to us? vaccines available we're recommending okay yeah. so yep. if you have an opportunity i wouldn't recommend waiting for one over the other because that could make the difference for you mm -hmm. or someone else mm -hmm. yeah so. so when you have an opportunity go ahead and feel confident and good about whatever whichever of the vaccines you're able to get yeah, i'd have no problem recommending any of those to anyone in my family okay all right well, we're going to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment 697-9500 welcome back to prairie doc radio i'm laura ellsworth and prairie doc physician andrew ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions give us a call at 605-692-1430 we've been talking so far this morning about um, vaccines and opportunities for vaccines in the area, um, as well as the new Johnson and Johnson vaccine that is now available. Um, great news in both of those areas. Um, Dr. Ellsworth, you wrote an essay this week about influenza and what we've been seeing this season in influenza. Tell us more what we're learning about influenza. Well, it's just been remarkable how we're not seeing it this year, you know, not near to the levels of a normal year. Um, and uh, I just confirmed with our lab this morning, we, at least at the Avera Clinic in town, we still have not had a positive influenza test. And we're still doing them, mm -hmm. you know, on the appropriate patient that has symptoms. Not, we're not doing an influenza test on every patient with a cough or that needs to get ruled out for COVID. Mm -hmm. But, um, but uh, you know, if they've got symptoms that could be consistent with influenza, a lot of times we are because it's influenza season. Mm -hmm. And there are some cases in the state. Last I had heard late last week, uh, it was as of 55 confirmed lab cases, um, which uh, that when that's done by like a PCR test or other similar confirmatory test. And uh, 
in, at this time last year was like 12,000. Now, some years there's 2,000 in the state for the flu season as far as confirmed PCR cases. That's the average over the last 10 years. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, last March, mm-hmm. one year ago now, when Fulcova was just starting, and so we were just starting to shut down and everything, when someone came in with fevers and chills and muscle aches and cough, um, all of the above, especially, we test for influenza and COVID. Mm-hmm. And none of the COVIDs were positive, you know, for a while. But a lot of the influenzas were still positive. But then that just dropped off. So when we look at the charts, usually every year the COVID cases based on you time. Mean the, the, the influenza cases? Influenza cases based on time usually make a, like a mountain or a bell curve. Mm-hmm. And last year, as you can see it, when they compare it, it just drops off a lot more quickly than it has any other year because of, you know, people washing their hands and wearing masks and staying home and, and such. You know, yes, vaccines help with influenza, but we've been doing those every year. Mm-hmm. And yes, p- past immunity to sometime getting the flu sometime in the past helps protect us, but that's been true other years too. But so the difference this year were the things that we're, we're doing. And uh, so that's been remarkable, showing how that can really help to decrease the spread of influenza for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it also shows that even though COVID, you know, started going up, despite the things that we're doing. I mean, thankfully, I think in South Dakota, we did a pretty good job of keeping it fairly flat. And, and, and you know, it, was, it didn't become too chaotic. You know, unfortunately, yes, people did uh, get sick mm-hmm. and a lot of people did die. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have been worse mm-hmm. had we not been doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my point is that influenza is less contagious than COVID. Okay. And these measures were very effective at keeping influenza down gotcha so with the if we many people are getting an influenza vaccine and with the masking and hand washing and social distancing we were able to really drop influenza but um covid was still able to spread right so that's interesting right Right. Right. so it is that much more contagious yeah but when you compare to those initial places like in italy or maybe initially in seattle when those measures weren't taken, COVID spread so much that you had, you know, the hospitals overflowing and mm-hmm. the morgues overflowing and mm-hmm. everything. And that's, yeah, that's why we're like, okay, we got to do something mm-hmm. here, you know, and, and thankfully then we didn't have that situation in South Dakota or many other places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is good news that um, influenza is, is, has been a lot better. Now, are we still in influenza season? We are still in influenza season. So okay. usually the peak uh, week for influenza in South Dakota is the third week of February. Okay. It's been consistently that each of the last five years. Now, sometimes it's earlier. Sometimes it's in January. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is in March. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long ago. The first week of March was the peak week of influenza. And there's been a little bit of a... We didn't hardly have any cases forever. And then there was a little bit of a increase in the last week or two but then last week was only like 10 more cases in the whole state and and stuff so so influenza isn't zero in the state but it's heck of a lot uh less than normal so uh, that's been that's been really really great 
I had to go back to those numbers. I think you said that as of last week, there were 55 confirmed cases of influenza yeah. in South Dakota. Yeah. And last year, there were 12,000. 12, wow. But it was a bigger flu year last year. I mean, you know, the yeah. average year might be about 2,000 confirmed cases. Okay. So but more still, normal is, 55 okay. is a lot less than 2,000 as well. Right. Especially when we're, you know, very diligently testing people. <laughs> Whenever they have any symptoms. Right, <laughs> right. They're not always getting tested for influenza, but they often are if it's appropriate. Yeah. So, you know, I've been, we've been learning that about new technologies and whatever for the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Do you think some of that will be transferable to the influenza vaccine? Will we have more effective influenza vaccines moving forward based on all that we're learning? Or we will have probably more v vaccines using these mRNA and viral vectors moving forward. Okay. I don't know if specifically they can be used for influenza, mm -hmm. uh, but that'd be great. Mm -hmm. You know, traditionally, the traditional vaccine uses dead virus or parts of a virus or inactivated virus or live virus that's been weakened to uh, d inject and so that you build antibodies to them mm -hmm. so that when you come in contact with the real thing your body's already built antibodies to them but if um it, with, with with but it takes longer to grow those and make those whereas some of these could get can get are made faster okay and can be adjusted faster for different strains mm -hmm. and so i would sure hope that that could be used for influenza but for like for covid it's been using this specific spike protein that makes this coronavirus a coronavirus with the little crown the spikes all around it well i don't know offhand how, what v influenza looks like okay but apparently it doesn't have that spike protein anyway that they could use that they could match gotcha yeah all right very interesting well we're going to go to our last break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast we have a couple of questions that came in so we will get to those after our break if you have a question give us a call at 605-692-1430 it's time to get your flu shot. The influenza virus is a seasonal illness that changes every year. That is why the CDC recommends a new flu shot each year for everyone over six months of age. Now is the time to get your 2020 vaccine. It is especially important to receive the vaccine this year while we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic. The flu vaccine, along with good hand washing, mask use, and social distance will help you from getting and spreading influenza and COVID. Vaccines are available at your provider's office as well as many area pharmacies. Please make it a priority to get your flu shot soon. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We had a couple of questions come in. Um, the first one here, it says um, there's a couple who are in their 80s. They have had COVID and we're told they can't get a shot for three months. They have no current protection. Do they need to wait three months? And if so, why? So, you know, 
say if they had COVID, Mm -hmm. I would think that their body built some antibodies to it. So in some ways, I mean, they do have some protection. Mm -hmm. So that's good. I mean, it's not a guarantee you couldn't get it again. Right. And that immunity can wane. And it does matter your titer, the strength, which is why we need a booster for some of these vaccines, that second one. In, or even if you've had COVID, we recommend a booster because the s- studies have shown for natural immunity, if you've had COVID, especially if it was a mild case, your immunity might not be enough to prevent another infection. Um, now, if they got in monoclonal antibody infusion, which is a treatment we can do early in COVID to help prevent hospitalization, help prevent a severe illness, if you've had that infusion, then you cannot have the the shot for three months. Okay. So maybe they did have the sh- that infusion, and thus they have to wait the three months. But there is some confusion. Some people heard, oh, I can't have the shot for three months after having COVID. That's not exactly true. You you can. Okay. Um, now, that th- also, there was that three-month thing where after having COVID, we think that your immunity is probably pretty good for at least three three months, hopefully. Okay. So it's not an emergency. Um you know, it, and uh, that they that they get the shot right away. But I, w- I w- we do recommend it. I would recommend it. And but as long as they didn't have that infusion, they don't have to wait three months. Okay. So just to recap, if if I've had COVID, um, and I did not get the antibody treatment, mm-hmm. um, then I should quarantine for my what, 10 right. to 14 days yes um so i should not get the shot within those so 14 i should days get my covid yeah. shot while i'm in quarantine because i don't right. want to get someone else sick right. but once my quarantine is done yes i can go get the shot yes okay yes um even if i just had my positive test yep. three weeks ago yeah i can go get the shot unless i had the the treatment that i would have to have gone to the hospital to get the, yes right correct okay so if you have that treatment then you have to wait the three months but you recommend the treatment still at this point if someone if someone has high risk conditions over age 65 yep okay it would be recommended to go in yeah i used a lot of patients i had a number of patients that really felt better after getting it and did not get sick Mm-hmm. very sick okay. um and uh and and i heard from people that work in the nursing homes they noticed the people that got those patients that got that infusion got a lot better quicker or did not get sick once we were starting to do this treatment so you know the good news is we got vaccines we got some better treatments it's not a guarantee mm-hmm. getting that infusion that you won't get sick but it's early on it can be really helpful another reason why if you're just starting to have symptoms of of covid fever cough chills muscle aches, loss of sense of taste or smell, so on, to get tested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good reminder. We have so much hope going on and uh, so grateful for that. But there is still COVID going right. around, actually. Right. And, and, you so know, numbers have been going down, and thankfully, and, and such, mm-hmm. especially in South Dakota. But uh, we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah, there's. we still have to be very yep. diligent, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, we had another call come in. This caller says they have a thick toenail that c- crowds into the end of her shoe. What are your recommendations for that? That sounds painful. What What can we do to help this person? Uh, yeah, you know, if you, you can get it um, trimmed, 
by a professional, by a podiatrist, or there's a program at the hospital where a nurse will do it for you. Okay. Um, there are some treatments for those thickened toenails usually caused by a toenail fungus. Those treatments don't always work the best. They're kind of 50-50, even the best ones, whether they help, and even then it could still come back, and some of those carry some risks. Um, but we do want to try to keep it softer. Newest one that I've started recommending is putting Vaseline on uh, might help to soften the nail and make mm -hmm. it easier to trim and cut. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's uh, uh, one thing you could at least do. But yeah, there you could call the hospital and have a nurse do it for you. Okay. Um, or uh, make an appointment with a foot doctor and have oh. them help you out. So um, there's there's options. Excellent. I feel like some of those things you don't realize um, are even options until you're faced with whatever issue yourself. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I can go get some help with but this. But it is something you don't want to just leave alone because it can hurt and it could cause a cut or an infection. And then that could cause even bigger issues as well. Okay. So it is something to kind of, that's a good idea to get on top of. Good idea to make a call on that one. All right. Sounds good. Well, I, before we wrap up today, I just want to mention one more time. We're so excited that there's an event coming up for Brookings County residents age 65 plus. You can sign up for a um, vac COVID vaccine uh, for March 11th. To sign up for that, you just need to call 605-692-2811 or go to the Brookings Health website. Site. So um, if you're 65 plus, here's your chance. If you haven't gotten it yet, um, get signed up. We're excited to have this protection in our community and um, for our residents. Very exciting. Yeah, it's been yeah. an emotional event for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, before we go, we sh uh, appreciate you listening this morning to our Prairie Doc radio program on KBRK and on our podcast. We usually have a television show on Thursday nights on South Dakota Public Television, but this week they have other programming going on, so there will not be a television show this week. However, I would encourage you to go to that Prairie Doc website. I was just on there last night exploring, um, catching up on some television shows that I had missed, and gosh, there's so many good shows this season. Um, so if you've missed one, um, go to that prairiedoc.org website and look for a topic of interest to you or on our Facebook page on Thursday night at 7 we will have a Ask Anything show that we're rebroadcasting. Or on YouTube as well, right? And on YouTube as well, yeah. yes. So you can go look for the Prairie Doc on the internet and find um, the full library of television shows and essays and radio programs. We thank you for listening this morning. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs> <laughs>